Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. What a wild day in the NFL. The story of the offseason finally resolved. We think Aaron Rodgers back in camp, but it's not over. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin live with you for the next four hours on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers. Welcome into the show. I'm Ryan Smith. Bart Scott here. Sam Acho here. And I got to tell you guys, when, when they asked me to do this show yeah. a couple weeks ago, I was thinking, okay, middle of baseball season, maybe trade deadline, maybe NBA draft. But the NFL yesterday, I mean, could it have gotten bigger than this? We've been talking about Aaron Rodgers for months. <laughs> that story's finally resolved. In fact, don't let, me, don't let me summarize it for you. Here's what Adam Schefter put out earlier today. He put out a tweet yesterday, which I love because he just summed up everything that happened in the NFL in this incredibly busy day. Just today, Lamar Jackson has COVID. Trey Lance has a new deal. Dak Prescott has a latimus strain. Deshaun Watson has a practice in. And Aaron Rodgers has a new wide receiver. Oh, and by the way, he spoke for about, I don't know, seven, eight hours (laughs) on everything on this scenario. And I got to say, you couldn't ask for a bigger day in the NFL, right? I mean, that's the NFL, right? It, listen, it's always going to steal the spotlight. So many subplots, so many stories. Yo, A.A. Ryan finally speaks. And listen, you know, what I appreciate about it is the transparency, right? You didn't think that he was, you know, coming in with the traditional type of answers to everything. The fact that he came in, and he got, I think he gave him about 40 minutes of real time. He didn't yeah. duck any questions. Um, now, am I satisfied with it? No. You know, like I said, when I go up to the upper room and I go see, you know, 12 pounds, uh, six ounce baby Jesus. I'm asking for these um, these couple of these months back that I wasted on my life because to me it feels like a nothing burger. We did all this to get back. <laughs> really, Randall Cobb? That's what we've been waiting for this entire time was freaking Randall Cobb. Now, Jesus, please give me that time of my life back. <laughs> Sam, I got to tell you, it doesn't get any bigger than this. Yeah, this is a big day. This mm-hmm. is a really big day, especially in the media world, but also for the Packers, also for the NFL, the landscape of the NFL because there was conversation that Aaron Rodgers wouldn't come back but what I love the most Mm -hmm. about today what I love the most about today is that this dude brought receipts Aaron Rodgers literally you know media right okay let me do an interview let me uh, hurry all right you know gotta get out gotta get out I got five minutes two minutes last question yeah there was like seven eight questions all at one time Aaron Rodgers looked at them and said let's go one at a time you'll all get a chance Mm. this dude named he said Vets, Charles Woodson, Jordy Nelson, Julius Peppers, Clay Matthews, Randall Cobbs, James Jones, John Kuhn, Brett Goode, TJ Lang, Brian Bulaga, Casey Hayward, Micah Hyde. He had receipts. Yep. He, and he said, I talked to a majority of these guys to get their experiences to see if they were treated in a similar fashion as I'm being treated. And apparently a majority of these guys said yes, number one. Number two, he said, man, what's the plan long term? We all know. In the NFL, and really in any sport, mm-hmm. they're always drafting your replacement. So this is really nothing new. It's not like it's like a brand new thing. Mm-hmm. You're drafting your replacement, right? Calais Campbell's going on year 15 or 16 in the NFL. Seven years ago, they drafted his replacement in Arizona. And so, like, we, and he's a, he's a pro bowler, maybe in the Hall of Fame, right? So, like, we all know that getting a replacement behind you drafted happens. But then he brought receipts. He said, he said I, want a long, I want something more long-term. And then he said, man, free agents, I want, I want to say. So, so talk about a day in the NFL where uh-huh. you get your star quarterback, mm-hmm. the star quarterback, coming with receipts, giving time for everyone. It was, it was ambiguity at first. There was, oh, he's not really saying what he oh, wants. Sam, he said, on, every, well, well, I'm sorry, Sam, first of all, you're not going to come up here 
and just start using all these college words. I don't know what he got. I got an associate's degree. Don't be using all these big words. Before man. you guys get into all the college words and all that, let's just break it down for everybody because not everybody heard this. I want to go through all of this because we got a couple hours here. I want to go through all of this and go over every statement because the biggest thing is here, he put this organization on blast like we've never seen before. He was honest. He was blunt. He was everything you want in an NFL player after a controversy. And more. Everything and more. And more. But he started out talking about how he was so frustrated with this organization, so frustrated that he was contemplating retirement. Take a listen to this. Yeah, that was definitely something I thought about. You know, I talked about how important being a full-timer was for a long time. This was the first time to to spend the offseason away without a COVID year or a lockout year. Um, And I enjoyed it. You know, I really did. I I took time working on myself and and trying to, to better myself in a number of areas where I feel like I could improve based on my own patterns and conditioning. And it was a lot of a lot of growth in that process. I continued to find joy and happiness and things off the field. Uh, however, there's still a big competitive hole in my body that I need to fill. And as I got back into my workouts, um, I just realized that I know I can still play and I want to still play. And as long as I feel like I can give 100% to the team, then I should still play. Okay, it's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Bart, what did you think when you heard that? I mean, coming off an MVP season, he is so frustrated that he's thinking about leaving the game. I mean, for me, I thought it was a bluff all the time. I'll tell you what, Pat Sajak's like, yeah, I knew you didn't want none. You didn't want to compete with me. Yeah, Jeopardy ain't got nothing on Wheel of Fortune. But I tell you what, when when I hear some some of his thoughts process, and I think about Aaron Rodgers, you know, he wanted control of the narrative, right? And listen, the same thing make you laugh, make you cry. And you, you talk about what the reality was and why he wanted to talk to all those former players, right? Because he wanted to know their experience because he was next up, right? It was his turn to be treated like them. And he's like, I'm Aaron Rodgers. You shouldn't treat me like this. I'm the best player arguably in, in your franchise history. But then he see Brett Favor, same thing happened to him, right? You know, so I think this was more about him having control of his future. You know, he'll come back, give them a year, um, so they can be able to try and run it back, last dance. But he knew that it was it was coming to an end, and everybody knows that this happens to everybody, right? But you know what he wanted to prove is that you guys chose wrong, right? You picked too early, much like Tom Brady, right? We've seen this happen with Tom Brady. Now they didn't move up in the first round to replace him early, but it happens to everybody. He was next up. He was like, "How dare you treat me like this?" Off of an MVP season, but it always happens. He understands that you know after this year they have an easy out in his contract. And it was probably more likely that they were going to go with Jordan Love. And then he wanted to be able to control where he went. He got what he, what he wanted. He got the, the year 2023 taken off his contract. And now he can control the narrative. And hopefully when he wants to be you know, traded next year, they'll find a destination that suits him. Go ahead, Sam. Just a quick shout out to all the people who claim they all knew. So many people, it's like, yeah, I knew he was going to. It's not even you, Bart. It's yeah. a lot of people. John I knew Jones. he was going to yeah. come back. I knew, I knew, I knew. Wasn't me. I didn't. Let me give you all this little <laughs> quote for, from one of my favorite movies. Maybe one of the greatest movies of all time. Oh, you, okay. I'm listening. I'll speak movie. Okay. Men in Black. All right. Y'all remember, y'all remember when Agent K, Bart, don't look at me like that. Don't look at me like that. Y'all remember when Agent K, hold, hold your tongue for 30 no, I seconds. You, I got you. Remember, he was sitting down. It's like, are aliens real? Whatever. And, he, and he looks at he looks at uh, Will Smith. And he says, 1,500 years ago, everybody knew that the Earth was the center of the universe. He said, 500 years ago, everybody knew that the Earth was flat. And he said, 15 minutes ago, you knew that humans were alone on this planet. 
He said, imagine what you'll know tomorrow. Yesterday, we got a chance to find out every single thing. I recommend anybody who cares about football or the Packers or the NFL or anything, if you want to get an inside look, and Bart knows this right firsthand, I know this. If you want to get an inside look at how stuff really goes down, go listen to this 31-minute and 40-second interview from Aaron Rodgers. He, he answers every single question that you'd want to get answered. Now, granted, there are two sides to every story. All those names that he named, the vets of Charles Woodson, Jordy Nelson, Julius Peppers, Randall Cobb, who he got back. You can't keep everybody. Like, let's just make that abundantly clear. Like, there's a salary cap for a reason. If you, let's say you do keep all those guys, you're either going to have no O-line or no D-line or some really bad linebacker or somebody. You just can't keep all your star players. But the fact of the matter is you got to keep some of them. And so Aaron Rodgers literally just gave us an inside look. Like, he peeled the curtain back for anybody that wants to know how NFL free agency goes down, how NFL players are treated. Even if you're a superstar quarterback, superstar, three-time MVP, Super Bowl champion, future Hall of Famer, like this is how it goes down. Yeah, and you're right. You can't keep all of them. But (laughs) what Aaron Rodgers is saying is, but I am the star and I at least deserve to be heard on who you do keep. And that's just the tip of the iceberg of what he's talking about. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin with Bart Scott and Sam Acho. I'm Ryan Smith. Much more coming up on Aaron Rodgers this morning. But, but coming up, a team with Super Bowl aspirations already has an injury scare. And you are not going to believe, not going to believe who that player involves. That's next. KJZ on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. If you're the Cowboys, you just don't want to see what you saw last year. I think they're going to compete with Tampa Bay for the conference. They're not runaway favorites in the league. Dallas feels that they can be in any game. They feel like they have the offense to get that done. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin back with you. Ryan Smith here with Bart Scott, Sam Acho. <laughs> hey, you just heard Keyshawn talking about the Dallas Cowboys. And by the way, we're going to get back to Aaron Rodgers in just a second. But there was some other major news in the NFL that came in a little bit later in the day. You see, you heard Keyshawn talking about, hey, look, this Dallas Cowboys team can threaten as long as they can get Ezekiel going and as long as they can keep Dak Prescott (laughs) upright and healthy. Well, Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott left Wednesday's practice early with soreness in his right throwing arm. So it's not the ankle that had the surgery. It's the right throwing arm. And it's getting further examined. A team spokesman said that Prescott felt soreness early in practice and, quote, didn't want to push it, but he's not concerned about it. 
The further examination is what they call purely precautionary. Okay, so it's time for some straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Here's Dak Prescott on that purely precautionary situation around his shoulder. Just a little little shoulder pain, a little shoulder soreness, I should say, and tightness. I felt it a little bit yesterday. I came out today, was going to work through it. I just felt I should be smart. Uh, I've got a long time to go, uh, get a get a, rest, a day of rest or so, and just get back at it. I uh, didn't obviously want to um, push through something that could potentially make it worse, so um, everything's fine. That's Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Sam, I, the whole point is he's back, right? Everybody, he's been doing fine so far in training camp. And then this, I, I got to say, I, I get that it's precautionary. He, he's saying all the right things. But still, does, does this give you uh, cause for concern? No cause for concern at all. This is early in training camp, number one. Number two, it's a 17-game season this year, number two. Number three, there's an extra playoff game, as we saw last year. So why would you try to – number four, he's coming off of an injury where he, he only played four games last season. So so why would you try to, to rush back to push – anything in July like it's July you know somebody like he's a veteran people have vet days days off rest days right you're recovering from an injury even though it's a lower body injury that he had last year if you feel a little bit of shoulder pain take a day two off and do your thing there's no cause for concern whatsoever Dak's gonna be fine Bart I gotta think though cowboy fans are like wait 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 what 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 they're always waiting for the for the shoe to fall off, right? Because every year we sit up here, we talk about this is the year for the Dallas Cowboys. You know, we know how important Dak Prescott is because most of them couldn't play dead in the country western last year without <laughs> Dak Prescott in the lineup. And we know that that will expose potentially that, that poorest defense. Uh, should be much improved, but Dak is important. You know, they'll give him a celebrate sandwich. You know what I mean? He'll sit down, take some anti-inflammatories, you know, throw some heat and some, some cold um, ice packs on and be fine. But I mean, just always something, right? And, and, and what Dak wants to do is be able to have a complete um, you know, training camp and preseason. They'll hold him back, and I think they should pace him anyway. And sometimes, you know, him being jacked up on Mountain Dew, excited to come back. He got hard knocks. You got the subplots, right? He's the leading man in this, in this, in this drama. And um, he probably came out, you know, zipping the ball a little bit too hard, too fast, going too fast, understanding that he missed a lot of time. Got to get that muscle endurance up in the arm. He'll be fine. It's a nut burger, but it's always drama. Now, now next week, if we hear it again, and it started, and then I start worrying about, oh, does he have a tear in the labrum? Is something wrong with the, the rotator cup? But right now, this is nothing to see here right now. Yeah, but, but you mentioned hard knocks, and I'm glad you did. Yeah. Because the thing is, we got to remember, and fans have to remember, all of this is going to be on camera. Yeah. All of this is going to be something you can watch on HBO. Well, Jerry Jones is going to be editing it. Trust me. Yeah. He, gets, he gets final edit. There's going to be nothing in there that's going to be something to It'll see. It'll be like the it's Michael Jordan, like Michael Jordan yeah. got final edits of Last Dance. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Jerry Jones got final edits of Hard Knocks. Exactly, exactly. It's <laughs> like one day he's throwing, he comes back, next day he's fine. Yeah. Wait, exactly. what happened to the injury? Yeah, it'll be 16 <laughs> days in between real time. Like, yeah. yeah. What happened the next day? Yeah, you'll, you'll see Jerry Jones watching the iPad of everybody else's interviews. No, I, I'm not concerned. And I think even just to peel the layer back a, a little more. So training camp, people think, man, this is training camp and, and NFL and practice and you grind and every single day to a certain extent. Yeah. When you are a certain caliber of player, and I've seen it in my career, Bart, I'm sure. Like, if you're if you're a certain caliber of player, yeah. you don't need to practice every single day. You need to rest your body and take care of your body. And so, obviously, Dak Prescott is a quarterback. That's first. 
Number two, he's a quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, America's team, the most a five point seven billion dollar organization. At least that's what it was valued in the Forbes twenty twenty one valuation. Number two, number three, they haven't won in twenty five years. So everything that Dak does is going to be highlighted. But please believe there are quarterbacks, receivers, tight ends, defensive linemen all around the league that have a little bit of soreness during training camp that take a day off. Not to mention, as we all talked about, he missed almost all of last year. He missed three-fourths of last year. And so, Cowboys fans, I grew up in Dallas. So I know what it, I, I, There's no cause for concern. Even if, even if he takes another day off mm-hmm. next week. Or the week after. I, I personally don't think that Dak should even play in the preseason. Some people think that he should and get the kinks out, whatever. There's only three preseason games. No. Save Dak for when the games matter, when the games count. Now, Bart, to your point, Dak's this guy that wants to be out in front. Mm-hmm. He's a leader. He's passionate. He's, he's, he's literally doing everything that you'd want your star quarterback, no pun intended, mm-hmm. your star mm-hmm. quarterback to do. Sometimes... As players, sometimes, even if you're in, in the media industry, whatever industry you are in, you need somebody to pull the reins back a little bit and say, yo, slow down. Yeah. We'll take care of you. Take this, <laughs> take this vet day but, yeah, and have but, us for the season. But, but Dak is pulling himself back. See, what a difference a year makes, right? Because he was trying to get that money. Now he got that money, <laughs> he got that job security. Now, it's, now, it's, now he's trying to show, okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and take a pause, right? Because before, there would be a trainer telling him, okay, well, you have some soreness. We're going to hold you out. Oh, Dad, like, come on, I want to be out there with my guys. Now that he got that job security, he got that cheese on the taco, he's straight. He's like, you know what? I'm good. I know what I'm doing. I've been in this offense, you know, a year before. Me and Kellen Moore got a lot of synergy. I'm straight. So I'm going to go ahead and let y'all handle that. And, like, you know, sometimes, you know, as a, as a position player, we look at guys like that, man, like, really? Right, this dude getting all this money. Now he took a day off. I'm sitting up here, got to do uh, uh, conditioning after practice. You know what I mean? We look at quarterbacks and kickers a little differently because at the end of the day, we know that they don't work as hard as we do. Yeah, you know what? When you get paid, mm. you got to protect that investment, right? Oh, yeah. And that includes you protecting yourself as an investment. Oh, oh, absolutely. And maybe that's what Dak is doing right now. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin is presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests on the Goodyear Hotline. Again, this is... Ryan Smith, Bart Scott, Sam Acho here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. And look, we've been talking about Aaron Rodgers all day. We're going to keep talking about him. And coming up, we're going to talk about what did Aaron Rodgers actually want? And, and here's the key. Did the Packers actually give it to him? Will they give it to him? That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. He was specific. He was angry. This was the pain of years. Wanting to be a part of conversations involving free agents, uh, which has never happened in my career. So I wanted to offer my services as a recruiter. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. 
Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Aaron Rodgers blowing up the NFL yesterday and in his wake leaving us, what, 35 minutes of great material. Oh, man, on everything from how the organization has treated him, how they've treated former players, how they don't give him a seat at the table. We got so much to get into with Aaron Rodgers. Here we are on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, Bart, Scott, Sam Acho here with me. I'm Ryan Smith. We look, Keyshawn, like, a, we look like a singing group, man. Like, yeah, you look man. like the leader. Like, you you would be Ralph Trasvan. You know oh, I like it. We got Johnny Gill back here. And I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'll Michael Bivens out here, man. Because you, you, I'm surprised, man. This is this is conservative for you, man. What do you mean? You're usually at least a three-button minimum, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm usually can see your nipples almost by now, man. What's He's going on? He's talking about the sternum line. He's talking about, there's nothing wrong with showing some sternum. There's nothing wrong with that. I tell you what, A.A. Ryan had me all the way up into Randall Cobb. Like, were we waiting just for – was Randall Cobb – see, like, he talked about all the players he lost and how he wants input on everything, but he lost me at Randall Cobb. I understand, like, we're not in a hot tub time machine. We're not talking about Randall Cobb from three years ago. Mm -hmm. I understand that's that's my boy, Blue. But, man, I think if he really – if they really wanted to make a splash, if they wanted to improve this football team, if I was A.A. Ryan trying to play general manager – Man, Odell Beckham, you don't think Odell Beckham is available? I guarantee you Odell Beckham is available. The only reason Odell Beckham is on that roster is because he had an injury and you can't cut somebody with an injury. I mean, I think it's perfect, right? It, this would have been the perfect deal. If I was A.A. Ryan, I would say, okay, one-for-one one trade. Preston Smith for mm-hmm. Odell Beckham straight up, Preston right? Because, we, because, listen, because we know that you cannot depend on Jadavion Clowney. You're going to need two pass rushers to try and corral, you know, Mahomes. You're going to need Josh Allen, Lamar, Action Jackson. You're going to need two. You can't depend on a guy that had microfactor surgery, a guy that can't really complete a season. You get a guy like Preston Smith in there because Rashawn Gary is ready to take the next step. So it's not that Green Bay really needs pass rushers. What they, what they need what they need is the ability to be able to have somebody opposite Devontae Adams to be able to dictate coverage and also to be able to, you know, get that yak yardage. So I thought if I was A.A. Ryan, I would have went for Odell Beckham, not Randall Cobb. Here's the thing, though. Maybe he's just getting started. See, that's the thing. We talk about this. By the way, Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear hotline. And here's the thing. He, he wanted a seat at the table, right? He said he wanted that from the organization. It just feels like it wasn't about the money for him. It was right. about having a voice. He wanted more input on the head coach, on free agency. Look, he even talked about how Matt LaFleur was brought in and he didn't even have input on it. But having the players in there, like you talk about, was the big deal for him. Take a listen to what he said about having a voice in free agency. The other part uh, in in February was wanting to be a part of conversations involving free agents, uh, which has never happened in my career. Um, you know, I've I've trained with a number of NFL guys most of my career in the off seasons. Um, my agency at the first has had a number of high draft picks over the years. Uh, I've tried to pass along information 
um, hasn't really been uh, used, shall we say. Um, so I wanted to offer my services as a recruiter, you know, uh, and I think we can all understand, you know, Green Bay isn't, uh, uh, you know, a huge vacation destination. People are coming here to play with me, uh, to play with our team and, and knowing that they can win a championship here. And the fact that I haven't been used in those discussions was one I wanted to change moving forward. There is so much good stuff that stands out in there, but I want to mention two things that stand out to me more than anything, Sam Macho. First, Green Bay is not exactly a free agent destination. People come there to play with me. With me. How bold is that for him to say that? Almost with humility, but with truth. And the other part is, Sam, this is I, I wanted input on free agency. This has never happened in my career. What did that say to you? Well, two things, because you said something He's earlier. an MVP, and it never happened in his career. You said something earlier, Ryan. You said that Aaron Rodgers wanted a seat at the table. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers didn't want a seat at the table. Aaron Rodgers wanted the entire table, the chairs, the oh, ballroom. Really? This dude wanted every – what did he get? Look what he got. He's getting more than just to see the table. We're talking about Randall Cobb, Randall Cobb. He, it's not about Odell Beckham or any player in the world. He wants his homies. He wants his friends, the guys he's played with, the guys in his mind that he trusts, right? And so you go down like he wanted Randall Cobb because that's the guy who he's played with, who he trusts, who knows the system, et cetera, et cetera. He wanted also uh, to be involved with the free agent acquisitions like we just heard. He said, hey, Green Bay, it's not – and Green Bay isn't a, a – it's not a place that people – I go there all the time. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah, you about? go there to hang when, out. When, in the summer? I want the cheese curds. Okay, yeah. I respect it. I respect it. <laughs> okay. But, but, so, but, but also – so. <laughs> So he wanted he didn't want input, right? He, he wanted to see the table. No, he wants the whole table. He didn't want input. He really wants to be the GM. Like, he really wants to have all that decision-making power. You say, am I shocked or surprised that he hasn't had all this input? No, I'm not surprised. I'm, just think about it. Just think about it. Let's say you're a head coach. You're a general manager. Mm-hmm. You're an owner. You're interviewing different candidates to be for the new head coach. Well, let's say you're just an owner, GM, interviewing new candidates. You have a couple people you have on the list. Let's say there's somebody you really, really like. And you say, man, I love this guy, everything about him and his history, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You go to Aaron Rodgers. Hey, what do you think about this coach? What if he says no? Then what do you do? And, and what, but you know, but you know, you believe that this coach is the best coach for your organization, not just for this year or next year or the next five years, for the next 10, 15 or so years. Matt LaFleur specifically in conjunction with Aaron Rodgers, has taken them to back-to-back NFC championship games. Has he really done that? He, well, who, the coach before. What was the coach before doing? But it was a ready what was Mike made, McCarthy but doing? But it, it was a ready-made roster, right? Absolutely. You, you talk about what they went out and spent out in free agency. They've never done that. Absolutely. Going against Zadarius Preston. Yeah, you know, yeah. Zadarius Smith, Preston yeah. Smith, re- drafting Rashawn Gary. I, he, he doesn't but, respect He doesn't respect LaFleur. Right, right. And I, I'm not saying he should, but what I'm saying is like that just puts a, it puts a major wrench. If you want your, 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 your GM, or your owner to every decision. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if he's saying that. Is he really saying, I want to be consulted? I want to have approval over every decision. What I think he's doing here, and, and let me just push back on that, is there room to believe that what he's doing here is just asking for input? And not only that, had they given him input when he started winning MVPs, maybe the conversation wouldn't be so much like, Aaron, what do you think about this? And then he says no, and you got to deal with that blowback. It seems like one of the things he's talking about is the fact that they've never come to him. He's looking around the league. He's seeing everybody else being consulted. He's seeing Tom Brady go to Tampa and basically make moves and make this and, and, and have input. Can I- and, and he's saying to himself, 
why can't I have that? And I, and I wonder if that has turned him in some ways against this. Well, it seems like it has turned him against well, this well, management. Well, if you're as great as Aaron Rodgers is, you want your football acumen to be valued, right? You right. understand, right? I know what system best works for me. And if it's all about maximizing my greatness, I want to be able to tell you the type of player that I need, right? But everybody wants to be Tom Brady, right? And, and I, I have a big problem with everybody saying, hey, I should get the Tom Brady treatment because Tom Brady does something that no other superstar does. He leaves money for the organization to go out and get those. So when I say I want Antonio Brown, you damn well better give um, Tom Brady um, Antonio Brown. When I want Gronkowski, you damn right better give him Gronkowski because guess what? He's only taking $25 million. You know, you look at what Dak, he's leaving $15 million. I think that's what Tom Brady frustration was with the Patriots. He's like, man, I'm giving you money back and not taking top of the, top of the market, which I deserve because I'm the GOAT. And this is what you're bringing me? Nikhil Harry? Really? This is what you're spending my money on? So everybody that says, hey, man, players should be in power, right? We hear Russell Wilson talking about, oh, he wants to, you know, have opinions and be able to pick some of his players. That's fine. But you better be willing to leave some money on the table like Tom Brady does if you want to be – if you want to operate like Tom Brady So then operates. if he leaves some money on the table, he should have the same input or at least close he to the same input? He should have more. You should have more. If I'm, if I, so if, you're if, saying it's about the money more than anything. Well, I, I, what I'm saying is everybody – that's just a false narrative that, that irritates me, right? Everybody's mm-hmm. saying, you know, look what Tom Brady did. Tom Brady goes there and he never, he's never the highest paid player at the position, which allows flexibility. So when I say I want something and I know that I left room for me to get what I need to be successful – Right. And, and I mean, because you say, well, well, Brady, you, you already got OJ the juice, man. You got Cameron Bray. Why do you why do you need Gronkowski? Because I want him. Right. And you can't tell him, no, because he left money to go buy him. Right. So essentially, I'm spending my money. Tom Brady's spending his money on those players. But, you know, when you look at a guy like Aaron Rodgers, he's always at the top of the market. He doesn't get the opportunity or doesn't deserve the right to say, go get this player if it's if things are tight. It's interesting, the difference between – what do you think is the difference between Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady? Well, yeah, and even just to push back on that notion a little bit, because, Bart, I feel you. As you're talking, I'm like, yeah, I respect it, check. I respect it, check. Oh, I'm with that, check. But then I thought about Drew Brees. Mm -hmm. I thought about Drew Brees. We all know it's a quarterback club, right? Mm -hmm. All the quarterbacks, they talk, they hang. Drew Brees isn't really uh, saving anybody any money. What did he do his last year, though? What did he do his last year? I'm not talking about his – He took $25 million, and they got him Emmanuel Sanders. Sure. Sure, but I'm not talking about his last year. I'm talking about for like a majority of his career. His contracts are nice, yeah, and he has the res- the respect, the the decision making. He ha- he's involved in the conversation, right? Then I look at Tom Brady, right? Tom Brady this year in Tampa, he wasn't taking really any pay cuts, right? Twenty five million, maybe he could ask for more, but he could have got more. He should have got, got, got more. He should have got four. I mean, Kirk yeah. Cousins was making he, more money he, than him. He could have gotten more, but but I just think I think two things. Number one. Aaron Rodgers looking at the other quarterbacks, like you said, and saying, why don't I have what they have? Because I've done what they've done. And I get that. But the other side is, like, what if you can't, what if you can't bring back everyone Aaron Rodgers wants? Like, if I'm the Houston Texans, if I'm the Houston Texans, and, I, and the report comes out, the, the rumors are out that he wants Randall Cobb, shoot, I'm, 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 I need much more. I need a, a second round, a third round, because if you want me to make your guy happy, yeah. I'm not going to give away this guy for free. Yeah, but it was a salary dump for Houston, right? Because Houston had just made the trade for Anthony Miller. Right. So, Randall Cobb, they had too many of the same type of players. Brandon Cook, they're, they're both slack yeah, yeah. little guys. Right. All, all I'm saying is, like, you know that Green Bay needs yeah. this person. Well, wants. Yeah. Needs. Aaron Rodgers pretty much said, I'm not coming back unless you give me what I want. And you're right, want. Yeah. I want this guy. I want to make Aaron Rodgers happy. So, Green Bay has to do whatever Aaron Rodgers wants <laughs> yeah. to do. 
And so if I'm, as an example, if I'm the Houston Texans and I know that Green Bay has yeah. to do, I'm like, oh, I'm not just giving you a late round pick. I need much, much more. Even but, if I traded yeah. for Anthony Miller. But, 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 look, what, but look, look, look what Houston got. They got a six-round draft pick for a dude that had 400 yards receiving last year. I mean, like, and, and think what, what uh, I, forget, I forget the uh, general manager that left out before. Uh, I forgot his Bill name. O'Brien. Yeah, was Bill O'Brien. The team, yeah. Right. He paid him a, 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 a yeah, lot of money. Yeah, twenty seven. Right, million. so mm-hmm. the fact that you can dump $9 million on this dude to make, like, you looking at them like they some suckers. Yeah, but the bigger picture, and uh, you're 100%, because I, I feel like you're gripe with, it was all this for Randall Cobb. Like, all this for Randall Cobb. Like, but, the, but the bigger picture is they're walking on eggshells. Yeah. Green Bay is going to be walking on eggshells for the rest of this and season. And that's why it might not be Randall Cobb may just be the start of it. Okay. Because the leverage is still there. Aaron Rodgers can still walk out the door. Aaron Rodgers can still say, I'm not Well, he's playing. out. He's out he, next year, man. There's no way you can have a first-round draft still, that you I'm moved a, up for. I'm a team that has Super Bowl aspirations, and management knows that. Now, here's the other thing. You were talking about the money. Aaron Rodgers, $33.5 million average annual value this season. That's tied with Jared Goff for six in the NFL. So he's behind Mahomes, Prescott, Watson, Wilson, Roethlisberger. So you're right. He, he's higher than Brady, yeah. but he's not top of the market. Yeah, but when he signed that deal, it was the top of it the market. It was the top of the market. That's a good point. Uh, so here's the thing. So he wants more say. He wants that seat at the table. Those are the words. I want that seat at the table, right? Does he have more say in personnel decisions? Because it was interesting. Here's what Brian Gutekunst had to say about that. No, I think, you know, Aaron's had kind of the same input he's always had, you know, I think, uh, which has been a lot. I mean, he's earned a place at the table. I think he always has. Um, I think one of the things to this offseason, I think, is learning how to incorporate that. Okay, so he's always had input, and we've tried this offseason how to incorporate what he's been yeah. talking, but we haven't been listening. It's very confusing. It uh, that, by the way, co- that sound comes from before Aaron Rodgers spoke in his press conference. So let's break this down. You know what we got to do? We got to bring in a general manager ourselves. Let, let, let's, mm. let's hear from RG. Let's see his receipts. Mike Tannenbaum <laughs> joining the show, joins us on the Goodyear Hotline. Mike, I'm so glad we have you here, especially on a day like this, because the, the first thing we were all talking about was, you know, I wonder with Mike what kind of input he gave to his quarterback. Red favor. This is, this is all about, like, you know, Aaron Rodgers is saying, I want a seat at the table. Did, what kind of seat at the table did you give to your quarterbacks, and what do you think about his comments? I thought his comments were completely appropriate, Ryan, and we had our quarterbacks have meaningful input. Chad Pennington, Ryan Tannehill, they were involved with coaching searches. Now, look, they didn't make the decision. They met with a couple of candidates very quietly. Um, it was part of the process, and candidly, in both those cases, I thought they were going to be a reason why a candidate would want the job because of their interaction with the quarterback. And someone like Bart leaned on him when we were making decisions. And candidly, sometimes when we made mistakes, one time we cut Danny Woodhead. I had Jim Leonard come in and tell me how wrong I was, and turned out Jim Leonard was right, and we were wrong. So there's certain players that have earned a seat at the table that help you make better decisions because there's some things they can tell you that from a front office perspective, you can never know. And I'll give you a great example. Yesterday, Aaron Rodgers talked about, hey, Jordy Nelson was going to take a pay cut, and I knew how far he wanted to take it to stay. In a million years, Jordy Nelson's agent would never tell that to a front office, yet the quarterback's sitting there, and he has the answers to the test. 
Yeah, I love that part. And by the way, Mike, uh, please stop blowing up uh, Bart Scott's head. I got to sit with him for the next three or so hours. I'm, I'm gonna wear He's a button up here. tomorrow. I'm gonna have both of my. Well, both. I already, I, I, I've already blown up his wallet, so it's probably <laughs> too far gone, right? <laughs> well, look, it, it, we're also talking about him having a say in free agency. Sam makes the point of like you give this. It's kind of like you give an inch, he'll take a mile. Would you have given him a say in free agency? Yeah, I understand Sam's concern, but to me, it's the lesser of two evils, which is, hey, what are your thoughts, Aaron? Here's what we're thinking. We want to hear yours. Now, with that said, we may not agree with you, and our obligation is to run the team. Your job is to play quarterback, but you have earned a seat at the table, and ultimately, we'll make the decision. And while you may on the field say, hey, here's the second best receiver, well, guess what? As a backup receiver, if he's not good enough in the kicking game and the eighth or ninth DB is, that's why we made that decision. But... Based on my experience, guys, when you engage in those conversations, players appreciate that. And moving forward, if I'm Brian Gutekunst, I'm taking notes yesterday. And I now have the answers to the test on how to keep Aaron Rodgers a Packer. And let's face it, this is a team that's gone to back-to-back championship games, so something is working. And I thought one of the things that was absolutely remarkable yesterday, guys, he spoke for 32 minutes and didn't have one note, and yet could go back in great detail about Charles Woodson, Jordy Nelson. It was remarkable. I thought he was honest, transparent, sincere. And if I'm the Packers, I see that as an opportunity to move forward. So, so Uncle TB, he gave him the answers to the test about maybe how they can keep him happy. But when you look at what they gave up, you know, being able to give him the taking the 2023 off his uh, salary, what type of leverage does that give Aaron Rodgers as far as being able to go to a destination of his choice next year? Yeah, no doubt, Bart. There, there, there was a little pain on both sides. Arguably, you can say a little bit more You know that Aaron showed up. But I would work really hard every day or every time there's a decision, hey, we got to go cut the roster from 90 to 53. Here's what we're thinking, Aaron. Did anything catch your eye during training camp? And again, at the end of the day, he may want to leave anyway and go to Denver or Vegas, get closer to California. But at least in good conscience, if you're Brian Gutekunst, Matt LaFleur, Mark Murphy, you're trying in earnest to keep him there. And again, the other thing I would talk about, and I thought this resonated a little bit with Aaron yesterday, is legacy. He was drafted there by the late Ted Thompson. And I would keep talking about, hey, you know, guys like Brett Favre, like they didn't retire with the same team that they started with. So we could do something really special here. And I would keep trying to play to that. But having a couple conversations, if I'm them, hopefully goes a long way. But Uncle TB, you know, with that being said, it's another conversation that needs to be had with Jordan Love because he's looking up saying, hey, I'll be going into my third year. If we're talking about keeping him, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm maybe falling into the category of being Rosen where I'd never even get an opportunity and I can't even get an opportunity to be a starting quarterback because I'm nobody's guy ever and I'm just, you know, left somewhere on some island like Gilligan. Yeah. And Bart, you know this better than anybody. It's an earned league. Like, go play great. And ironically, I was on the other end of that conversation in 2008, which is this. Brett Favre wanted to leave the Packers. The Packers wanted to play Aaron Rodgers. And at the Jets, we were able to get Brett Favre because Aaron Rodgers had shown enough that they felt good about it. And I'm giving that same speech to Jordan Love. Hey, go play great in preseason. Go be the most improved player in the weight room. Give us the confidence that we can move on from Aaron Rodgers. We traded up for you. In the first round, we believed in you. Now go prove we were right so we can move on from Aaron Rodgers. Jordan Love, the pen is in your hand. What are you going to write? 
Mike, it's it sounds like what you're talking about is a lot about leadership and communication and as you mentioned, the lesser of two evils. But I wonder as a as a former GM, listening to this quarterback air out all the grievances and a lot of the mistakes that the team made, do you think there's any offense? I do think that any any team would take offense to that and say, Man, I'm not gonna let this guy just go out and put out all our dirty laundry? Like or, or is it like, well, it is what it is. He's he's the star. You know, Sam, in every general manager's office, there's a mathematical equation. Production equals tolerance. And without question, if some undrafted free agent got up there yesterday and said all those things, he'd probably be cut by today. But Aaron Rodgers, what he said was true. He's won a Super Bowl. He's won multiple MVPs. He's an all-time great player, and he has earned the right. And by the way, a lot of other quarterbacks, and you guys have talked about Tom Brady, but certainly the Peyton Mangs of the world, again, they're not the GM, but there's a way how to handle it. And while you're right, Sam, I think there was probably some people that bristled. If you listen carefully, in my opinion, he was giving the answers to the test moving forward. And if you got the answers to the test, you know how to win the you know how to win the game, right? You know how to you know how to keep your superstar. The question is, will they take him up on trade that? Jordan Love? That's how you got to do it. <laughs> trade him. <laughs> we shall see. Mike Tannenbaum, our GM. Joining us, that's Mike Tannenbaum on the Goodyear Hotline, brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. Mike, thank you so much for the input. Really appreciate it. And, and guys, he dropped so much knowledge there, Mike did. Yeah. I mean, we have so much to talk about. But I have to say, production equals tolerance. Yeah. I love that saying. Yeah. Because you know what? Aaron Rodgers is nothing but production. So you need to tolerate everything he says. No, absolutely. I mean, you, you give him more, more rope, right? And he can be more transparent. Because it's more like when you, get, when you have like an all-time great, it's more like a partnership than it is, you know, you know coach or employee to employer. You know I mean? You got to give him the, 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 the respect that his – um, that his accolades, you know, warrant. Yeah. Now, Mike Tannenbaum mentioned legacy. We're going to hear what Aaron Rodgers had to say about his legacy and why he's now at peace with not finishing his career with the Packers. Can you believe that? We got to this point. That's coming up next. KJZ on ESPN Radio and ESPN2.